0: and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Day Show.
2: Greetings. Welcome to today's Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. They're here with me as well, as are you. This is our final broadcast week of the year. Today will be our final regular order show of the year. Uh, the next two days are going to be special. We're going to take a look back at the year that was 2019. Tomorrow is our special year-end Dace Group Roundtable Friday. We'll look at the biggest stories of the year, look back on the things I predicted were going to happen this year and how many of those came true, and lots of cool stuff coming your way the next two days. Today's not going to be too shabby either. We'll do some buy, seller hold, our weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be here, and given what's going on in Congress right now, he's going to be a living, breathing Christmas miracle. A little ball of hate, and I cannot wait. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to provoke him and stoke him all the more. It's just our way. 888-933-93 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve day Show. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. Now, for those of you that are not yet subscribers to Blaze TV, you're missing out on, on some of the cool stuff we do with this show, like the overtime every day, and then some of the other exclusive content we do on Blaze TV as well. Don't miss out. All right. Right now is a great opportunity to sign up and join. If you use me as your promo code, when you go to blaze tv.com slash DACE, blaze tv.com slash DACE, use the promo code Steve 20 off, Steve 20 off, you'll get $20 off your annual subscription to blaze tv. And, you, and, and the, uh, is there like an election or something important that's coming up next year, right? I'm sure, yeah. All right, so this is the time to take advantage of this, all right? Steve, 20 off is the promo code at blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace, promo code Steve20off. First and foremost, though, we must find out from Aaron what happened while we were away.
1: What Happened While We Were Away, brought to you by a letter. President Trump sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi last night. The letter slammed Pelosi and the Democrats for the impeachment saga and essentially puts into writing the Trump team's impeachment events over the last couple of months. President Trump is expected to be impeached by the House of Representatives later today. Checking in on Alyssa Milano at an impeachment rally in L.A. For those of you who couldn't hear, she said, I'm pre-menopausal and I'm angry. Moving on, new conservative hero, trademark Dan Crenshaw, explained why he voted for the $1.4 trillion spending bill yesterday. So why would I vote for these? Well, the reality is I already voted against our budget cap deal, which addressed the top-line spending. I already voted against that, and we lost that battle. So now, with appropriations bills, we're voting on what to do with that money that was already authorized. Um, We don't have to like the top-line spending, but I do have to admit, this was a well-negotiated deal. Congressman Chip Roy explained why he didn't. I keep hearing that this phrase, this bill provides. I keep hearing my colleagues saying this, but this bill doesn't provide anything. The American people provide. This bill borrows. And it borrows at a time when we can't afford to borrow more. A new national poll of college students by College Insights and Chegg shows Bernie Sanders leading that demographic with 36 percent. Warren has 24 percent and Yang, 13. Biden and Buttigieg are tied at 8 percent. A new poll from Monmouth shows that Republicans barely think George Washington was a better president than Donald Trump by a 44 to 37 percent margin. Amongst Democrats, Obama, they say, was a better president than George Washington, 63 percent to 29 percent. And now, driver's licenses. This was the scene in Trenton after New Jersey lawmakers ruled that illegal aliens can now obtain driver's licenses in that state. I'm sure that's going to end well. Thoughts from the pit of hell. Here's so-called comedian Michelle
0: Wolf. And we don't talk about abortion in a real way. We talk about it in a very legislative way, but not in a real way. So I think a lot of women have a lot of apprehension surrounding it. You know, we talk about it so negatively that you feel like you should have this sense of shame after you get an abortion. Well, you can feel any way you want after you get an abortion. Get one. See how you feel. (laughs) You know how my abortion made me feel? Very powerful. You know how people say you can't play God?
2: (laughs) I walked out of there being like, move.
1: More thoughts from the pit of hell. Norway's Postal Service released an ad recently suggesting that the baby Jesus was conceived by Mary thanks to a mailman.
0: Hi. Hi.
1: And finally, something not from the pit of hell. The video we're watching is of a mom and a pug dog picking up a 14-year-old boy from school. The dog in the video belongs to the boy and had been missing for almost three weeks. The video shows the moment the two reunite. (laughs) And that's what happened while we were away.
2: Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Keeps who know that losing your hair sucks, but what you may not know is there is a possible solution and the cause of your hair loss is a hormone called DHT. The FDA has approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT and prevent hair loss and they even trigger hair regrowth in a good number of guys that try these products as well. But up until now, these products were very expensive and required a doctor visit but not anymore. Keeps can now offer you the generic versions of these two FDA approved hair products. So not only are they 90% effective, they're totally affordable and we can get you a great deal as well that you can take advantage of from your own couch. You don't have to leave, go to see a doctor or anything of that nature. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair with your camera phone and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it is shipped discreetly to your door so if you're tired of losing your hair, uh, I've got you this deal, a free online doctor consult and 50% off your first order right now. If you take advantage of this offer with Keeps.com grow, that's the website, Keeps, K-E-E-P-S, Keeps.com grow. Get a free doctor consult and 50% off your first order. That's right, 50% off of your first order at Keeps.com grow to the montage we go. And I, I knew it was bad today when I had to listen to one of my high school celebrity crushes <laughs> and now she's premenopausal. That's that should have, that should have been the first sign. This will not go the way you think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. On the other hand, the day can only go up from here. I, I mean, Alyssa. I can't speak for you, Todd,
2: but for many of the men in my high school, Alyssa Milano was a vital was a vital component of our of our uh, of our uh, completing a puberty. And to now hear her announce that she is premenopausal is that does that kick you in the shins and all?
0: I, I've I've been kicked that way before. I guess I'm kind of numb to it now. I'm realizing. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, yeah. So let's move on. It's the um, it's the year of no BS, right?
0: For a little it, while for longer. For a little while longer.
2: For a little while longer. It's the year of no BS. So I'm going to give you, as best as I can, one final, one hundred proof shot, no chaser, of. Of no BS. Are you guys ready? Absolutely. Let's start with Michelle Wolf. When she speaks, uh, demons come out. That's, that's doctrine of demon stuff. That is, that's the mob. When I've used this analogy for years, the mob outside Lot's house. I mean, folks, she's even saying, I can be like God. That is literally the serp serpent is inhabiting her. That, that's what you're listening to. And and then you go to Norway running an ad. I remember early in my career when I was unconverted and really dumb, Schwann's was one of our big sponsors on my local sports talk show when I first got started. And I made a crack about how Hey, you know, there's a guy down the street, uh, goes to work every morning, and his kid looks a lot like the Schwann's guy. (laughs) They canceled that deal. They were so sensitive to that because they've had some issues with rumors and lawsuits and things of that over the years, as a lot of these delivery service kind of places used to. And um, it nearly cost me – my career nearly ended the the week that it began. And I can think of a couple of Mitt Romney presidential runs – that now wish it would have. <laughs> All right. But um, to now see the, the postal service in Norway now is unabashedly championing this as it's messaging and branding. All right. That the, the, the baby Jesus as a result of a, of a, of a house call by a member of the, uh, the Norway postal service. And, and that postman only needs to ring once apparently. Okay. Um I know end times eschatology is taking off here in the West. And it has been for the last couple of decades. I mean, the amount of books, fiction and non that have been sold on this topic, have you ever have you ever talked to people elsewhere in the world though? About whether they're as obsessed about end times events and countdown clocks as we are in the West? You know what you're gonna find? The answer is no. They're not doesn't mean they don't have eschatological views or real convictions but they're living in places where Christianity is flourishing amidst poverty amidst amidst government oppression amidst Islam and we've had a tendency in the church really from the from the apostolic generation to have this sort of mainstream eschatological zeitgeist based on what's happening in the culture that surrounds us at the time. I mean, the earliest apostles thought Jesus was coming back in their time. And one of the reasons we're obsessed with end times eschatology in the West is because we're looking at the decline of the West and we're assuming that this must mean that we're seeing a great falling away around the world. Not really. You're just really actually seeing here in the West. Like, there's like nowhere else in the world where a guy like Pete Buttigieg is claiming to be a Christian. Like, nowhere else in the world. Like, and, and it has gone mainstream. And like, people are, like, no one's crawling out of their underground church in Beijing we're more than likely, you're more likely to be, become a Christian if you're born in Beijing, China, than in Boston, Massachusetts these days. That's just a demographic fact. And that church is underground with no say in, in, really, in cultural affairs whatsoever without the risk of their own lives. They don't have like a pro-life lobby in China arguing against the One China policy. They get executed for that. They're, they're hiding their children when they have to, when they practice civil disobedience by having more than one child. Why do you think we've adopted so many kids from China in the last decade or so? And so they don't have the luxury of how do I virtue signal to the very people and and ideology that wants to end me? How do I show you, you know, I was, I was homophobic as a child and I'm not anymore and I'm sorry. (laughs) How do I show you this? Then nobody nobody nobody's coming out of a church spider hole in China waving a rainbow flag. Nobody's doing this. Like there's there's no there's no, you know, what's that Father John Martin or Charles who's the Father Martin guy that you're always railing about? James Martin. James Martin, thank you. There's no Father James Martin holding mass in Kenya right now as we speak. It doesn't happen. Am I wrong? It only happens here. White, the White Woke Brigade, as our new Democrat friend uh, Charles Hale coined that phrase on our show last week. I'm just going to use that from now on. And that only exists here in the West. And we are basically daring and begging for judgment. And the fact that you're watching this unrestrained evil occur may be a sign that you're already under it, actually. That we're already given over to our own depraved minds. The, the hand of restraint has been removed. And you are now free to do what must not be done. And this is what you want. And the wages of sin is death. By all means, earn your keep. The worker is worth his hire. Number two. I'm warning you right now, get get on Dan's good side. What's his last name again? Crenshaw. Thank you. Dan Crenshaw is going to be president of the United States. We're all, just like in some varying way, there's an expectation. Now, we defy it on this show, and, and, and it's interesting. I've been called all form of Trump shill on my Twitter feed for the last 24 hours. Because I dared point out that this super PAC that, got, that was announced yesterday with Rick Wilson and all these, you know, the incestuous batch of GOP consultants who mm-hmm. hate people like us and always have. Uh, and Anna Navarro, who's a complete and total clown show sellout, you know, will squawk for money. And the, the Jennifer Rubin, is that her name, who's never written a piece on conservative policy in her career? Mm-hmm. None of these people are conservatives. None of them are. They're, this never Trump PAC. None of these people are conservatives. This is just something they formed to keep getting booked next year on MSNBC and CNN. It's a, it's a sham. And so for pointing this out, I've been called all over my Twitter feed the last 24 hours, a Trump shill. And here's where we are, um, where we've always been, but nothing has changed. Nothing? Nothing. Literally, literally nothing has changed. Literally. Um, there's been an alteration. I guess you want to call that a change. Some suburban voters have gone to the Democrats in exchange for... Some white suburban voters have gone to Democrats in ex, a few million have in exchange for a few million white rural voters. And that's all that's changed. Nothing has changed. I mean, the the, 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 the Republican Party, by standing by Donald Trump, no matter what, is not doing anything different than it did when it stood by George W. Bush, no matter what. And that Dan Crenshaw video, that's like video. I mean, if we, if we had the technology back in the day, Rick Santorum could have done that video. Well, that's why I got to vote for Medicare Part D. And I got to vote for, um yeah, because we're going to get health savings accounts. And since we're going to do it anyway, am i am we, it, right?
1: We, we Nothing could, has changed. We could do a deep fake video putting the face of about 90% of Republican members of Congress on, on that yes. video. Yep. And you would believe it. Yeah, it, it would take an act of
2: God for my buddy Chip Roy to be elected president if he wanted the job, because he's going to tell you stuff like that. Dan Crenshaw is going to be president. Cool eye patch gets how to work the media. He already has owned the libs. What was that guy Pete? What's his name on SNL a, a year ago?
0: David. Pete, Pete yeah.
2: Davidson. Yeah, yeah. He 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 uh, he put him in the fetal, and he knows that. He's already figured out how to play the game. Talk really tough about conservatism because that's what most of our people want as a show. They they don't want the policies. They don't, they don't. They want it. They want they want it both ways. They want to be able to say that I believe in the Constitution and I'm a staunch Reagan conservative, as, as and they want the government graft to flow. And he's given them what they want both. That's what most of our people want.
0: I think you need to clarify something because we've talked about it the show on the past uh and you believe it you can't make the perfect the enemy of the good and forget just this era any area you're not going to get everything you want that's his claim here like yeah, wait we getting, negotiated getting, this this is a deal yes i'm making clear why his that cl- his claim what is, is really a,
2: his claim is a sham you are getting everything you want that's what he should have said this is what you want and i'm going to give it to you you want the graft he's giving you everything you want that's my point todd on one hand, he is kvetching about what a terrible bill this is, and then he's going to turn around and vote for it.
0: I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying this is the what he's trying to hoodwink people with. This is how deals are made. You don't get. Every, he's basically saying it, and I, he's using something that it, there's a there's right. enough this of a team, grain of truth. Yeah, this in is it.
2: this is Team GOP talking points in a far yep. cooler, yes, hipper exactly. packaging is what it is. Okay, with the eye patch, and the, I mean, this is also a guy that wants us uh, and I've kept my mouth shut about him a lot for the last year because a lot of my friends are and a lot of people we work with here are like all over this guy. Love him. Okay, but he wants us an endless war too. I've I've, I've believe me. I, I still keep files on people. He wants us an endless war as well. All right. This is Lindsey Graham in cooler packaging. That's what this is. It is Lindsey Graham in cooler packaging. And that's why he's going to be president someday. Because in the Republican Party, the more you betray your base, the higher you go. What, what did what did you know? Some of you have sent me emails complaining that Ted Cruz's Liberty scores down to eighty percent. What did he What did he get for giving you ninety eight percent? Or did he become did he become senator major senator majority leader Ted Cruz? No, president Ted Cruz. No, he he sat there and listened to a bunch of you folks, uh, kvetch about dominionist theology and his wife working for Goldman Sachs, while Steve Bannon, who came from Goldman Sachs, was passing out those talking points to Trump's base. Yeah, that's what he got for it. Not, I, I'm not happy with Mike Lee doing Javanka care either, but. Mike Lee also stood on the floor of the Republican um, convention trying to stop Donald Trump from getting the nomination, was shouted down by Reince Priebus and ruled out of order against their own parliamentary procedures. What did he get for all? What did, what did he get for going to the wall for you? What did he get? He's he a Senate majority leader, Mike Lee? No, not a damned thing. Not a damn thing is what he got. Mike, Mike Pence is guilty of the worst betrayal by a Republican in my career on religious liberty. And that he tried to pass a good law, met initial resistance in freaking Indiana, one of the most Republican states in the union, and then buckled to it, and then signed a bill into law that actually made it easier for them to come after your religious liberty, according to the Family Research Council's legal analysis at the time. It's one of the worst betrayals by a... Re- it, to, in my opinion, it is the worst since Read My Lips. I, that's saying something. What did he get for that? Where's he now? Heartbeat away from the White House. Heartbeat away from the White House. You you guys love rewarding your failures. The more they betray you, the more you reward them. I mean, you guys don't care that they're not going to build your wall. And you don't care that we're still in Afghanistan and securing those borders. We're we're more concerned about the poppy fields of Afghanistan than we are the drug cartels on our southern border. And that's just a fact. And most of our base is okay with that. Because they, wanna, they want the meme and they want the show. But they really want the graft. And that, I can't get any more truth bomb than that. That's where we are. And he's gotten it. He's playing the game. He's a, he's a soldier. He understands why fight a losing cause. What is the point of that? There's no reward to that sure you could say things like, well, honor and death is its own reward. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Cool. You know? Do you want, you know why we remember the Alamo? Because everybody else when they faced that situation thought why the hell would we sit here and just die? That's why we remember the Alamo. That's why there's not an Alamo in like nine states. Ironically, it's in Dan Crenshaw's state. <laughs> right. huh. But everybody else, when when cornered and outnumbered three to one, thought he who fights and runs away learns to fight, lives to fight another day. That's what they figured out. That's just, I'm, I'm, I like that slogan. You like that slogan? It's good. Why just sit here and die? Why do that? That's a pointless act. I don't. Bl- and I don't. By the way, I'm not even I'm condem- not like condemning Dan Crenshaw. I don't, I don't blame him. He already voluntarily enlisted in one completely pointless unwinnable war going nowhere and was lucky to live through it. Why come home and wage the same one? if anybody has a if anybody has an excuse to cash in on the system as it is it's it's certainly not Lindsey Graham who never left a military base as a jag. it's the guy who lost a damned eye for his country. I'm not gonna. I don't begrudge, Dude, this is this is totally hate the game, not the player. I don't blame a guy who gave his eyeball for a, for a war, unwinnable and pointless, who now decides to come home and say, "Screw that noise. It's time to feast. It's time to win." No, I don't. I don't condemn him at all. He's playing the game, and you're all gonna reward him for it eventually. I promise you, you will. And if you're one of the people offended at this, I'm talking about you. And if you're not, then you know who I'm talking about. He's going to be rewarded highly for this. Highly.
0: Which is why eventually you will condemn him because you know who you're describing? John McCain.
2: I'm Well, he'll, he'll be better than that. Like, this isn't a guy that hates his base. John, this is a guy. Give he, him time. You, you may, <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: McCain wasn't playing a game. He just hated you. All right. This is a guy that's figured out. Holy crap, Lindsey Graham is in the most conservative state in the country and just knifes these people all the time. But he has one outburst in the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, who's a total rhino Supreme Court nominee to begin with. And suddenly he's trademarked what, Aaron? New conservative hero. New conservative hero. Yeah. No, 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 no. Dan Crenshaw's brilliant. He has figured this game out. And so I'm warning you now. You know, it used to be when Northwestern was terrible in all the sports in the Big Ten, their, their student section would chant, hey, hey, it's okay. You're yeah, going to work for us someday. one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on his good side. You want a job in conservative media in the future? You know, that's, you know what? Crusaders, gangsters, and groupies. Everybody fits in one of these three categories, right? So I'm just telling you right now, if you're a groupie, that's 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 the train to jump on. That's the bandwagon to get on. Because that one is going places.
1: Yeah, start looking at uh, beachfront property. I think that's probably a good plan. Yes, absolutely. And then um the Monmouth poll. This is
2: perfect. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So, it's a it's it's barely a plurality of Republicans, barely. Barely. All right, so we're, we're, who's our who's our show audience? It's the 44% of you that thought George Washington uh, in the Republican base that think George Washington's a better president than Donald Trump. That's that's where we're at okay all right but um the fact that it was even that close and then the then and then you have the democratic side that's just totally given over (laughs) by 30 points barack obama is a better president or was it 29 i think it was what it was it
1: was around there yeah
2: yeah By so let's just round it to 30 by 30 points barack obama was a better president than than george washington well if you hate america yeah if anything that, that number should be higher I mean, if you hate everything America stands for and you want to see it iconoclastically torn down and re- reimagined, then that totally makes sense. Absolutely. And so Republicans are trying to play this tribalistic, cultic game. They're just not very good at it. The Democrats are like, you guys cannot possibly shake your fist at God harder than us. Why are you even trying this? All right? And so we've got cults to the left of me, clowns to the right. Here we are, stuck in the middle with the rest of you. That's that's that that poll from Monmouth. By the way, whoever at Monmouth came up with the idea to ask that.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Who that person gets it. Whoever thought to ask this. Cool. gets it has been paying attention you know yes
0: you know the first page that they look at when they wake up in the morning is the babylon b and yes, that.
2: yes yes and and we're just getting further and further reinforcement that pete the only people that want pete Buttigieg to be president are straight white suburbanites
0: all right but that's really important because <laughs> there's a lot there, of there's them. a
2: lot of them but they're the only group All right, Um, he. You know what? We've been thinking we could have a third party. We need a third party in America. He might. It might be his. All right. He. There's no one. No. No one else wants him other than straight white suburbanites. He might be The. No other. No other faction than the Democratic Party wants him. No other faction. The Republican Party obviously wants him. The only group that wants him are straight white suburbanites. And and he could start the virtue signaling party. All right. Just a bunch of people with their coexist stickers and Subarus living in cul-de-sacs around America, letting you know, all right, that they are the softer side of Sears. And they they really aren't like the haters on every side. That that's 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 his base. No other no every other constituency a year into this now and every other constituency group of the Democratic Party, when ass says and it's not like even close, like he's not even it's like, oh, hell no, no, we don't want that. He can't get out of single digits anywhere else. Anywhere else. He's like the disco of presidential candidates. All right. Not much crossover appeal, but by golly, for a limited time, whoever really is buying into this just is all in and and even dressing like John Travolta. 2020, folks. We're gonna we're gonna make all kinds of enemies. (laughs) More in a moment. hey if you think I'm harsh, we still haven't even talked to Daniel Horowitz yet by golly dude i have been chatting with him the last few days he he is worked up I wonder right. why can I, is there anything going on that would upset a guy like him who actually cares about policy
1: well maybe one point four trillion of them I don't know
2: yeah We'll get, into that. we'll get into that with Daniel Horowitz coming up a little bit later on. But buy, sell, or hold part one is brought to you by Candid. It's that time of year. Again, time to share smiles and good times with friends and family. And of course, exchange gift. But how about you give yourself a gift? The gift of self-confidence. How do you get it? By having straighter, brighter teeth with help from Candid. Their aligners can help straighten your teeth faster and cheaper than traditional wire braces. And the treatment takes just six months on average while costing 65% less. An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state will create a custom treatment plan. Then they show you a 3D preview so you're going to see how your teeth will look after they're done. And their aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. They ship these aligners directly to you. So no hassle of going to an orthodontist office, particularly with winter now here. They even donate $25 of each of your purchases, by the way, to the Smile Train, which brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. So not only are you getting a great product uh, at a cheaper price, but you're donating to a great cause as well. So give yourself the gift of Candid. Go to CandidCo.com. Candid. Candidco.com Candidco.com slash Truth Bombs right, Make sure the slash Truth Bombs is in there and that's how you're going your Candidco, to get $75 off your order Candidco Candidco.com slash uh, Truth Bombs to get $75 off your order here just in time for the holidays as well as the new year and now if you're back with us you're just in time for Buy, Sell or Hold, Aaron with a little help Okay, a lot of help from his friends in the audience is going to put out a series of predictions and propositions. Todd, you and I, it could be on who knows how many different topics you and I are going to decide. Are we buying this? Are we selling it? And then once per show, we are permitted a hold. However, even in this Christmas season, there is no, there is no grace for this, according to the dude code. If, if you punk out more than once, in order, even in fact, even just once, if you try to punk out and not answer the question, you will be mocked, scorned, dare I say, even scourged out here in the open. Aaron, go ahead.
1: All right, we'll start with John Hensley, who says despite Biden coming in no higher than fourth in Iowa and New Hampshire, he will still win nomination after a strong showing in South Carolina and on Super Tuesday. So
2: if, if he bombs like that in the opening two states, he's he's done as a candidate. In fact, I, I would go so far to say if he's fourth in Iowa, I think he is done. Now, I, I really think the situation in Iowa, it's going to get quiet here. Even Democrats will break some for holidays. Just who knows what holidays they'll be celebrating. Uh, It'll be quiet here for the next few weeks. And one of the things that I sense is I think this is really fluid right now. And elections are always about turnout anyway. But particularly in a caucus, which will be lower turnout than a primary. And it's a heavily, heavily organizational path to turning your vote out. That I, I mean, I, I really think this thing could just come down to is there a massive turnout of college students on Iowa campuses or not? And if there isn't, then Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg win. And if there is, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders win. I mean, I, I and I don't know how you pull that. Really, I, I don't. I, and, and how about weather? Do we have Do we have a terrible snowstorm on February 3rd in rural parts of the state? If we do, that's going to crush yep. Joe Biden. College kids, the snow is not much of an issue for them. They're already on campus. They can just walk the quad to where they're going to caucus. These are things that you cannot pull, but I get the sense right now, what's today, December 18th. So we're 13, 17, 48 days away from the caucuses. I mean, I I think this thing is really fluid. And 48 days from the caucuses, you know, on the GOP side four years ago, we had 23 candidates too, but you knew one of two candidates, Trump or Cruz was going to win Iowa. You knew that. You just didn't know which one at that time. I, I really think four different candidates now could win this thing. I, I think it is that open and that fluid. And now maybe that'll change in the next few weeks. Maybe things will firm up a little bit more. But as to your 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 prediction, John, I don't think there's any way Joe Biden survives an opening like that.
0: Yeah, I am also uh selling. Uh I'm I, I was of course wrong though. I just I said he would be out by uh uh, New Year's, or at least by the caucus, Biden because, but it, he's clearly beyond shame, so that's part of it. But also, I did not take seriously enough uh, what Steve talked about months ago, and it's because of this fluidity you're talking about. He's not going to win by Super Tuesday, but Joe Biden has realized that in this campaign, all he, if he can survive to the convention, and a in a brokered convention happens, it it's worth it's worth staying in. So shame, no shame, whatever. He he's That's what he's really, I think, fixated on now because of the fluidity you're talking about.
1: Paul Howard says Urban Meyer will be in the NFL in 2020.
2: I'll buy it. I've, I've made this prediction before. I thought the Redskins were a possibility with this former quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, there. Now, he visited that the Redskins last weekend for their game, but then said afterwards, he's not going to be the coach of the, of the Redskins. He thinks he's done with coaching, but I I at the very least believe both the the in-state Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys are both going to make serious offers to him. And when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, you're talking about one of the great brands in all of American team sport. That's tough to say no to. Uh, And and then you look at the Cleveland Browns, and there's an immense amount of talent there. They just let a rookie coach who doesn't know what he's doing uh, handle a lot of egos that he's not ready to handle. Um, And they they need somebody to come in there who's got a built-in name that commands respect in a locker room right away. You can't put a team together with Baker Mayfield and OBJ and these kinds of personalities and, um, uh, and, and then have a guy who's still trying to establish his own identity as a CEO in the NFL. Someone has to come in there that can flash a ring or two, some jewelry, a paycheck someone who can say I don't even need this money. I'm doing this for you. I mean somebody that has some form of Phil Jackson type of leverage over a team with that kind of talent and egos to get them uh to to you know pay attention to the details and play together better. So I think both of those franchises will make serious plays to Urban Meyer. Uh here Black Monday's coming up on what Monday December 30th right that's the last okay that's when all the coaches get fired and i i think you'll see those two franchises go to urban meyer and offer him close to a blank check and and that's when you're going to find out if he wants to coach again or not all right because coaching the nfl is easier than coaching in college football you have to recruit year-round um your players don't have to even pretend to navigate class. You can make, you know, insane demands on players from a film standpoint and things of that nature. Um, and so I, I think that's when you're going to really find out if he wants to coach again or not.
0: I agree with everything. Okay.
1: Jeff says Congress should ban lung cancer and emphysema until age 75. It would have the same uh, net effect as Congress raising the purchase of tobacco to age 21 and just be as logical.
2: Your boy, Jeff, that's right on the money. I mean, the same Republicans who want to point out the gun can't fire itself. It's an inanimate object. OK, I, I mean, it's um, it, uh, it, it it doesn't make any It doesn't make any sense. I absolutely believe minors should not be allowed to buy things that are harmful to them that can deform their development. We agree on that, right? Sure. That's what government does. Okay. But what I don't understand is why a, a, a soldier, I said the same thing with guns. I have no idea. You want to have the gun age at 21 so I can go do a tour of duty at 19 in Afghanistan where I have been outfitted with the highest caliber weaponry but i can't come home and buy a glock to defend my home a, a 30 out 6 to go hunting with that doesn't make any sense
0: i see you and raise you you can declare your gender preference at the yes. age of 5 yes
2: yes yeah and on the other hand i can you know I, I can do a pack of camels to get me through my third tour in afghanistan at at, at 20 but but then when i finally get out i can't go to the, you know the gas station you know down the street and and buy a pack it doesn't make any sense it's just it's just dumb it's just dumb, and, and you're pointing that dumb out, my friend. Well done. Bye.
0: You know what else doesn't make any sense? Aaron, mm. you really should have had the Cambodian smoking toddler as the backdrop oh, for this conversation.
1: dang. Dang.
2: That's, I know. In Aaron's defense, he's not used to doing like any work on Wednesdays whatsoever.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've been Googling stuff the whole time you guys <laughs> yeah. have been talking. yeah. I just heard my name and and perked up. Yes, uh, Jennifer Harris. That, that's,
2: there's a lot more truth that you probably want to know, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah. Yes, Jennifer Harris says Steve will be compelled to watch a Trump rally before he's invited to speak at CPAC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these. These
2: are like our version, our show's version of Ed, the Epstein didn't kill himself. Meme. Yes, yes. These are these are great. You can keep these coming. And it's too late. I've, I've already was compelled, courtesy of the Nashville Airport, uh, to watch a Trump rally, and my flight was delayed. And it was it was one of the most obnoxious ones. It was the one where Chris Christie endorsed him, and I not only watched that puppy, but I had to watch it twice because well, Steve, you don't have to sit there. It's an it's an if you guys been to an airport recently, CNN is in. It's omnipresent. CNN is in stereo. It's on every screen in America's airports. You cannot avoid it. And then I had to I had to get some good Scotty Hughes. Uh, you know, uh, Trump shilling there in the middle. So I love your effort, but I got to sell Jen because I've already, I've already been compelled to watch one, but I, I love where you're
1: going with it. I I feel you. Indeed. All right. Grant Isaski says Fox news will be surpassed in viewership by companies like the blaze and the daily wire. TV is a dying medium and the latter has better content and provides a bigger bang for your buck. I, I think you're starting to see that already. Uh, Tucker Carlson has the number one ranked show on Fox
2: and what's he got about 4 million viewers. That's a thing is about where he's at, Mm -hmm. which is about a half a million fewer than Bill O'Reilly had at his peak when he was the number one show on Fox. He could get about four and a half million on a, on a, on a great night. Um, and I think Fox is recognizing that that's why they started their own digital platform to compete with us in this space. Fox Nation they've had some personnel issues there and sexual harassment claims and other stuff that has gone on there with a with a irregular lineup that's kind of hurt that product which is why it hasn't really taken off. But yeah, I think because of the the way the technology is is mobilizing, the average Fox News viewer is 68 and a half years old. When you and I are 68 and a half years old, we're not going back to linear television, right? Right. We're not when Aaron's gener- when Aaron is 68 and a half years old, they never were. They never were in on linear television. So, yeah, I would buy that.
0: Yeah, I think we're about five years out, though, yeah, from I think it it's accelerating yeah. because the Trump cult uh, is going to hold up Fox for that long. But there's going to be a cost for what Fox did to itself. Fox. This would have been a much harder question to answer had Fox not done what it did to itself with its relationship and its shilling for Trump. But it did, and it lifted its sale, uh, its its uh, prospects in the near term. But in the long term, it's going to suffer for it.
1: Jake uh, Vanek says, "I like Ike is the best presidential campaign slogan of all presidential campaign slogans."
2: I don't know. Tippy, no, canoe, tippy canoe and, canoe, and Tyler too say. is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um. So I've I've got to sell on that, but it's it's certainly up there. It's certainly up there. But I got to go with Tippy Canoe and Tyler, D- Tyler too. Um, it's the economy, stupid, was pretty good. That was Bill Clinton's. That was pretty good in terms of capturing, you know, uh, what was going on with the electorate at that particular point in time. And it, it demonstrated, it, it, it helped to convey the message that I feel your pain. And, and that George H.W. Bush, Bush was the guy who couldn't operate the supermarket scanner, which, by the way, that story is total fake news and never actually occurred, even though it has gone on into American political legend. Similar to um, uh, Martin Luther never said he'd rather be ruled by a wise Turk than an idiot Christian. That gets rolled around every time a guy like a John McCain wins the nomination or uh, somebody like that. And, um, uh, and
1: the, the one about Jeffrey Epstein killing himself.
2: Yes. Yeah. Martin Luther never said that either. Okay, but
1: so be it.
0: I think we're forgetting the 2016 Republican presidential primary and anything with the word cuck in it. That's right up there.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I like Ike. Yeah, it's it's simple. Here's the thing though. He's 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 the most famous general not named George Washington or U- U.S. Grant in American history. I don't know that it, well, I was going to say, I don't think he had to really work to get people to like him, but maybe that's why it was genius, because it was just so simple. Yeah, I like that guy. He's, he saved Western civilization. Let's make him president. Yeah, so I, eh. You know what? I'm going to buy it. I'm going to go ahead and buy. I think it's so good, one of us should buy. Is that, is that okay? Oh, no, I'm in. I mean, it's the Christmas season. I'm in. Right? It's better to give than receive. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Perplexed Platypus says dodging eschatology, uh, eschatology questions is a dude code violation. No, so, because
2: most eschatology questions are a dude, dude code, code violation. violation. No. Okay. No. Now, most eschatological questionings are, in and of themselves, a dude code violation because they begin from the premise, please tell me that daddy's coming home to clean up the mess we all made, so we have no responsibility to do it ourselves. That's where many of them, finding comfort in losing your culture, well, there's nothing I could do, you know, these are just the end times and... We know in this and age of the church, there was nothing we could do. It was going to happen no matter what. So it's, it's, a lot of these are questions of rationalization. They're, they're, not, a, they're not about reading signs of the times. I've, I've actually answered quite a few eschatological questions this year, Have I? probably more than you've ever, ever yep. thought I would. Yeah. And if you earnestly ask, now, by the way, I don't want to make it sound like I have the answers. I'm, I'm willing to give you my answers. They, I don't know if they're right or not. I hope they are, okay? but if you if you're asking me uh, you know sincere eschatological viewpoints, I'll give you answers, you know, But most eschatological studies in America, it's it's the Ameri- it's, it's the it's the Christian version of why most of why you saw conservatives for porn. They want access to it. And the reason American Christians predominantly are obsessed with eschatolo- es- eschatology is because it's a subconscious recognition that um i'm the generation reagan warned us about when people are going to look back and tell our kids what it was once like in america when we were free and i don't want to have to do anything about it i voted for all these republicans it didn't work i don't want to take the blame for it i don't want to have to organize at the local level or do anything really difficult just want to vote for the next gop shill and watch fox and so um to rationalize that well you know it was going to end anyway and uh you know Obama is the Antichrist. That's where I believe most Americans, most Americans obsession with eschatology comes from that very TBN kind of crowd. From that standpoint,
0: this is the answer to the question. What is Harold Camping's uh, Twitter handle right here? It's yes. Perplexed Palladipus. We now know. Hi, Harold. <laughs> How are you? Merry Christmas. Nice, nice
2: reference, by the way. Yes, the the 21st century leader of the Millerites. Now, you don't know that reference, I'm guessing.
0: I've heard of if the Millerites. Heard of, the Millerites
2: were one of the first Protestant um, groups, sects, that converted to this uh, Plymouth Brethren eschatological premillennial dispensational view. And they were convinced, their leader, Miller, Pastor Miller was his name, right, Aaron? Yep. Okay. They were convinced that Pastor Miller had read correctly. that He, he came up with Hal Lindsey's idea before he did. And so they sold like all their worldly belongings and everything else, man. Liqu- they liquidated themselves and they went out into the fields and waited for the rapture. And then they had to go on, on the uh, 19th century version of Craigslist and find out what it would cause to get their stuff back 10 minutes later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did they raise uh, Did they raise funds by selling Donald Trump prayer cloths or anything? No, I think it was they. They were the
2: first group to start a temple fund,
1: right? To help the Jews rebuild the temple, so mm-hmm. Jesus will come back.
2: I think they were the first ones that that did it. But they did it by like string can across the Midwest because they, they didn't they didn't have you know um, yeah. GoFundMe pages back
1: then. Roger know? that. Aaron Raley says the 1960s brought sexual revolution. The 1860s brought a bloody civil war. The 1760s brought turmoil that led to independence. Therefore, the 2060s will be another decade of great turmoil, with the result to be determined.
2: That's fascinating. I've never thought about. I that.
0: will buy that along the theory of a great book I've uh, I read and I've mentioned on the show before. Uh, the uh, the fourth turning. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the author, and I read it like two decades ago. But this is the Prince of Aaron. Uh, once again, uh, man, you 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 bring some good solid buy sell holds despite your um your our differences in Star Wars uh, theology, uh, but that's a uh, that book believes that there's. Uh, a fourth turning, there's four generations, roughly 20 to 25 years, and you and they react off of one another in terms of what their priorities are, and society kind of recycles, and it goes back through all of American history in detail to say how that's happened in our time. So it's a worthy notion to explore.
2: So let me go back and look something up here in real time, because I'm interested in this. Um, it started, okay, so that didn't work. I was going to offer the 1660s. Should it goes go all back? the way back, I yeah. think. So that's fascinating. So um, I'm going to sell, though, because I think we're facing some major tumult here in, in the West long before we get to the 2060s. We'll come back with more Buy, seller Hold here in just a moment. Stay tuned, and a Merry Christmas to all of you. <laughs> we're back live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast it's our number two it's our final day of of regular order in 2019 and then we wrap up our final broadcast week these next two days on thursday and friday with special year-end editions that'll be tons of fun you don't want to miss that 888-900-3393 is the number at least as much fun as we are capable of of conveying on this program whether that's enough or not that's up to you Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We're going to do our final overtime of the year today as well. It's going to be our best and worst of the year. And if you've been missing those, uh, those bonus episodes we do for our Blaze TV subscribers or some of the other outstanding work that is done exclusively here on Blaze TV, like uh, the, the, the investigative work that uh, Glenn Beck has done on the Ukraine, for example, and that story, that stuff that is aired exclusively here on Blaze TV, don't miss out in the new year, uh, particularly with the election and everything else going on. Right now, we've got a great offer for you to take advantage uh, of And get on board here with Blaze TV. Get $20 off your annual subscription to Blaze TV when you go to blazetv.com slash dace, blazetv.com slash dace, and use the promo code STEVE20OFF. Again, that's Steve20 off blaze slash DACE. You'll get $20 off your annual subscription to Blaze TV and get all of the exclusive content that uh, our whole team here does each and every day for our Blaze TV subscribers. One more time, that's blaze slash DACE promo code Steve20 off. All right, let's get back to part two of buy seller hold, Aaron.
1: All right, we'll go over to Nick, who says, in 2020, a dad will go viral for pulling his daughter off the field or court when she faces a biological male opponent. Uh, Romney et al. will roundly condemn the extreme behavior whilst enjoying a six-count nugget from Chick-fil-A. Todd will tattoo the man's name on his bicep.
2: Bye. Totally. Yeah, I can, I, I can buy all yep. of the, all, all of those things. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think Todd could could go with even more than a bicep tattoo if someone were to beat him to the punch on that. Yep. Okay, but uh, we'll we'll go with more reasonable with the, with the bicep. Um, but uh, yeah, I could buy all of those things happening.
0: The only caveat being, I won't be tattooing my own name on my bicep. <laughs> should said man be me?
2: <laughs> well
1: played. All right, uh, baby elephant walk says the Chiefs will make it to the Super Bowl after beating the Ravens. All right, I'll buy.
0: I'll buy as well. I'll I think. Buy. I, th- I th- the Ravens are really good, uh, but I I th- uh, I told Aaron a couple weeks ago that this is a it, they they they're still um, if they get back to even close to where they were last year, and they didn't have a great defense either. But if they just have that mojo, that swagger, they almost knocked out the Patriots. The Ravens aren't invincible. Yeah, I like it.
2: Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, I believe the Chiefs will defy the Madden curse. It could could happen like a first quarter ankle sprain on the very first play for Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and he's out the rest of the game. But at, at some point, the Madden curse will have its say on the 2019 Kansas City Chiefs. And if it doesn't, then you can already put Pat Mahomes in GOAT category because the only player that has defied the Madden curse in 20 years is Tom Brady. He's the only one. So if, if Pat Mahomes does it as well, then you know you got, he's going to be a problem for the next 10 years or so.
1: Indeed. Moving on, uh, Kansas Farmer Boy says the NFL should give more Super Bowls to cold weather outdoor stadiums like Kansas City, Chicago or Green Bay because a cold, snowy Super Bowl would be a classic.
2: I I agree. I don't don't think Green Bay would work because you don't have the hotel space there for an event. I mean, this is a global level event is what they do here. Okay, with the Super Bowl. I, I don't think Green... I mean, if you, I've never been to Lambeau, but I've seen videos. That, have you, I'm guessing you have been there? I have. Okay. The stadium is literally like in a neighborhood in Green Bay, it right? Is. Yeah, Yeah. You don't have the hotel space and stuff like that. But in a place like Chicago, um, especially, which hosts conventions and stuff year-round, to a lesser degree, Detroit has had a recent Super Bowl, but Detroit's also an indoor stadium, remember, with Ford Field. But uh, with Chicago especially... They have the hotel space. It's a major convention city. It's one of the easiest places to, well, if you can navigate the airport. You can fly direct Chicago to, from literally anywhere in the world, okay? So I, I agree Chicago is a great place to do it outdoors, and there should be more of that. I'm just, they've already done it. Detroit won't work because it's an indoor stadium. Green Bay won't work. It doesn't have the hotel and airport space for an event of that magnitude. But I like the spirit of what you're saying, so I'm going to buy.
0: I'm selling. Uh I want to go to a warm place if I'm going to a Super Bowl in January in February.
2: I wouldn't do it all the time, but I think every now and then make and maybe it's, you know, make them make teams play in the elements. You know I mean, what's what what's probably the most famous game in NFL history, Todd? Ice Bowl? Yeah. I agree you, you don't want to do it all the time. These are tourist events and things of that nature, but every now and then, yeah. Make them play in the elements. I like it.
1: All right, um, Chris Chamberlain says the Rise of Skywalker will have a larger second week drop-off in ticket sales than The Last Jedi. I will sell because it's,
2: it's, I know what you're getting at when you say that, but the reason I'm going to sell is it's not summertime, it's Christmas. And still a lot of kids are going to be in school here and, and, and won't get to see it until next week. So I, I will sell on that. I find it fascinating. It's it's only at fifty three percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe is the Last Skywalker, or the Last yep. Skywalker, the the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Um, the Last Jedi that you guys believe you know betrayed the source material, and was a so it was was a you know a woke infomercial. The reviewers gave that a ninety three percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I don't know. I if I if I were you guys, I'd, I'd be looking at that as a positive sign that the people who loved what Ryan, Ryan Johnson's deconstructionism loved it. That's what I'm banking on. Love that movie. And they don't like this one.
0: I'm going to, uh, buy based on the premise that with last Jedi, there people had to see, to believe that they were done where there's all kinds of people are just done with this thing. So I think it will Steve's, valid timing points of the calendar, notwithstanding. There's just a lot of people that, I mean, they would have had to hear it was going to be great. Otherwise, they'll wait to see it on DVD. I'll
2: tell you, the advanced ticket sales for opening weekend are tracking ahead of The of the Last Jedi, by the way. Really? Yep, but, but that could actually create the scenario. What was his name that sent that to us? Uh, that was Chris Chamberlain. That could actually set up Chris's scenario. Because if you do get a massive influx... And then when the kids get off school and everything else and they want to go see it or they want to go see it for a second time, it, 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 I mean, you could let the air out of the balloon. It, that could be a balloon scenario, too, if you're going to have a bigger opening weekend. I'll give you a great example, even though I think it was totally unfair because I think Batman versus Superman is really well done. But that had a Star Wars level opening weekend, and it happened in March, which is not a huge, you know, traditional, you know, event movie time of year. But its drop-off after week one was catastrophic.
1: All right, moving on to Zelmo says, In the 2020 election, President Trump will exceed the 306 electoral votes he received in 2016.
2: I think right now it's trending that that that's a buy, the way that it's trending right now. So I will buy. Now, this is a question you got to keep asking all the time. Mm -hmm. We might have a different trend line in April, August. But the way that it's trending right now— yeah, I, I will buy that.
0: Which is why we're watching impeachment like we are today.
2: Yes, but it's also feeding this.
0: Yeah. well, it's yeah. Feeding oh, yeah, it absolutely. I,
2: I, I still think if they, had, if they had gone with the game plan Justin Amash laid out for them and then made him the face of it, I still don't think they would have gotten rid of him. It wouldn't have changed anybody's minds, but I don't think it would have had the reverb that this does. Okay? This is so Shallow so dumb that it's it, you're insulting people now. now you're, you're peeing on people and telling them it's raining. You're making people think that this is Teapot Dome, let alone Watergate, when it's a 27-minute phone call that almost none of their witnesses ever actually heard. And then when people say, well, your witnesses didn't hear the call, so why should I care? Then your allies in the media line up on all these channels to lecture, you don't care about truth anymore. You're a terrible person. Well, just—I I mean, I, I do care about the truth. I'm just, you know, show me who actually heard this call, so I know, you know, what's going on. Oh, you're just—you're just—you're—you uh, suck. You're awful and a racist. I haven't told you that recently. It—it is—it is—it is an amalgamation. It's like the—it's like the greatest hits album of everything everybody hates about leftists. Is what—is what this is becoming. And so they could have done this in a way that it wouldn't have gotten them in result that their base wants, but it wouldn't have done them as much harm. They could have just moved on to the election, but they're doing it now in a way that it's it's it is the most sanctimonious and stupid way they could have possibly gone about this. And so the reverb on this is a motherless goat. And I think that's one of the reasons why... The situation in Iowa seems to me so fluid right now. They've sucked all the. Instead of creating an atmosphere where at least their base is fired up and and their presidential candidates can capitalize on this, they've sucked all the. It, it's like we have forgotten until we get a new poll. It's like we have forgotten that there is a there's a presidential race oh, happening right now.
0: I've just reminded on Twitter like five. There's a debate tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I, I was I just. Had gonna, no I, I had no idea there was one. I, I it is. It is. It is. It's it's like all the oxygens out of the room, and it's just carbon monoxide now, and no one can breathe. That's that's what this has done, and it's so poorly managed and everything else. It's 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 appalling, and instead, and it's it's a metaphor for this last election. You know, they spent about ten minutes contemplating whether they should practice self awareness, and then they decided the ground is bad. You're bad. You're bad, and and it's like and and so Chuck Todd believes. That if I just, if I just call Ted Cruz a, a cultist and make uh, the Mike Leach of the Senate, you know, if I just, if I make him, if I call him a country bumpkin, you'll forget that, that they called a whole bunch of witnesses that never even heard the call we're impeaching the president on. And and they, they believe if they just emote more, that, that, that those facts will suddenly not be relevant any longer. And it's... <laughs> it reminds me of of, of of there's a there's a story from Ryan Johnson the director of The Last Jedi. Mm. And I sent this to you guys last night and he did an interview about the new Star Wars movie and he was asked about it, and he said well I think it's a bad idea to to give the fans what they want. what's the most successful movie of all time. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Man, that movie just checked boxes of giving the fans what they wanted, right? But isn't that a window into the progressive mindset? You don't know what you want. I do. Hey, I know you're black and I'm white, but I'm more aware of the of the racism you've suffered than you have. So let me take the microphone away from you. I mean, that is, and that is all of that is coming to a head here. I mean, they 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 just bypassed. They got they got on people like me who decided not to read the Mueller report because I didn't think anything would come of it. So why waste my time? Especially after I read every court filing in this story for two years, only to be told that really there was no Russian collusion. Except when they had a chance to do an impeachment, what are they using exactly none of? There was all these all these examples of high crimes and misdemeanors, right? All these examples of abuses of power in the Mueller report, right? All of them. Uh, that's what we were told, right? Yeah. And so when it came time to do an impeachment, what are they using exactly none of for their impeachment? The Mueller report. So th- this whole thing just reminds a lot of people that unless you're communist, why you don't like Democrats. If I could sum up all polling I've seen in my whole career, both, both publicly what you guys get to see and privately what I've been permitted to see, I could sum it all up in one, in one sentence. Political polling on, is what I mean. The American people don't like Democrats and they don't trust Republicans. That, that would sum up all the polling I've seen in my entire career. And this is reminding them why they don't like Democrats.
1: What he said there. All right. All uh, right, let's see. Chuck Gregory says for the first time since 1952, a major political party, Democrats, this time, will have a brokered convention next summer.
0: Well, I just got done talking about Biden. In many ways, counting on that. If he didn't, I think he would be out sooner or later uh, by his own hand. Uh, just to, because of the strength of and just having to acknowledge what's going on. But that fluidity Steve is talking about means, um, I mean, whatever. When Steve said, I don't know, months months ago you said that that might happen, uh, the likelihood's only increasing, not decreasing.
2: So these have been predicted the last few cycles, and they haven't happened. And we haven't had one in a long, long time. I think the last time we had a truly brokered convention, um. I don't know, did, did Ted Kennedy, the Republicans had a brokered convention in 1976 with Reagan and Ford. I don't know if Ted Kennedy had, had built up enough support in 1980 when he primary Jimmy Carter to broker that convention. I, I don't know. But the last time that, that I know for sure there was one was in 1976. And if we've had one since, it was 1980. So we're still going back four decades. But you have convinced me, Erzin, to listen more to the crazy voices in my head. And I just can't see a political party that is this unhinged suddenly deciding let's have a clean restrained process to choose our next nominee. It, it just, I don't, I don't, sometimes you have to throw precedent out the window when you're confronted with an emotion driven outlier. And I, and I, I just, I can't see the Democrats just wrapping this all up with California on Super Tuesday. And let's just have a really conventional process here. I, I just, I can't see that. So I'm going to vote uh, bye.
0: Yeah, Are you proud of me now? Well, you, finally, at the
2: end of the year, at the end of the year, you have dragged me across the finish line.
0: Here. I get it. Especially since out of the four leaders right now, and now that I'm taking Biden off... Uh, of the uh, list of the most likely to pull out the soonest i think the one who's most likely to pull out the soonest now is warren and if warren would leave and most of her votes would go to sanders and instantly he's the
2: i mean look at look at (laughs) here here's let me give you some emotional outlier reasons why i'm setting precedent and logic aside Bernie Sanders was polling in the single digits in Iowa and nationally, and then had a heart attack. Yeah. He's done very little campaigning in months since then, right? His numbers have tripled. Yes. Since that. I know. Okay? Elizabeth Warren has went out there and tried to honestly sell the American people with earnestness, put out like a real plan with details, how it would work. No, it won't work. We, we know understand details from another worldview. I'm not talking like objectively the math works. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But from their, from their point of view, she went out there and tried to earnestly sell what
1: all the candidates said that they wanted. And was about a trillion dollars short on the price tag. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, but but she tried,
2: she tried, she tried to be like honest, her numbers, she's lost like 30 to 40% of her support since she did that. Joe Biden is mentally incompetent. His numbers haven't moved. Pete Buttigieg only has one constituency group in the entire Democratic Party. And has written that into the double digits.
1: <laughs> I
2: mean, I, other you, than you, that, though, you need have to know, wonderful singing you, voice. You guys know this. I'm not wired like this. I know. I'm not wired like this. Things don't work this way until they
0: do. That's how I've been for a year, like that's cute you're trying to figure this out, Steve. Yes, that's adorable. I
2: I I I am I'm out. Okay. I, I mean we, we we didn't want Bernie Sanders as our nominee when we thought he was still a spring chicken. But now that he's on one aorta, let's reconsider this thing. Joe Biden doesn't know where he's at most days. I think that's the only guy that can win. Elizabeth Warren's like, I. you know what? You, you're right. You guys, you guys, you, you conservative trolls have convinced me if I'm going to run on Medicare for all, it's only the responsible thing to do to be as a presidential candidate to go out there and explain to the people how we're going to make this happen. Her, her voters have revolted in response to her attempt to show any responsibility whatsoever. And then there is no Pete Buttigieg is is a democrat civil war in the waiting in the wings to happen no demographic including the one he represents by the way wants him to be the nominee i i i if you look at things as they're actually happening really i could argue the only logical outcome of this is a brokered convention with people screaming and crying and cutting themselves in the aisle that's the only way something like this could end right this doesn't suddenly people after they've after they've gone this far down the rabbit hole they suddenly aren't like you know what on second thought throw me that rope <laughs> it's, it's just you're at that point now where you're like i think we kind of just need to see this crazy thing through the end right let's see what's at the bottom of this puppy and i think that's what we're going to find out yes so you're buying that as well todd
0: Oh, this is what the dance around the maypole looks like. Enjoy. Great analogy. Very nice. Great analogy. It's yes. Time for
1: some Christmas lists.
0: No, oh, I was hope I, I just kept talking
1: and talking and hoping
0: I'd get out could, of this uh, other
1: list. Yes, hoping you could. Um,
0: he is Aaron. He is inevitable. Suck up the
1: time. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice a- indeed. It's not um, even Friday. That was two for you today. Yeah. Well done. But it is. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from the Federalist from uh, 2015. It's the top 10 worst Christmas songs of all time. All right. So this is a source I, I would I would at least semi trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, at face value. Okay. And these right. are the worst songs of all time. Number 10, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, it absolutely belongs on the list. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, Bye. but I can think of so many worse ones. So I'm comfortable. I'm glad it's not. Yeah. Uh, if it was
2: like number three. No. Yeah, I can talk <laughs> Yeah. But if we're starting there, that's a good sign. Yes. That's a good sign.
1: Yes. Number nine, all I want for Christmas is you. Bye. Mm. I
2: see, I, I have to sell. It's Mariah Mariah Carey. My all-time celebrity crush as a kid. My daughters love the song. It's not her song originally, by the way. Just she made it so famous oh. that a lot of people think Don't that it was. Don't talk about
0: your daughters. Just talk okay. about you. This is the reverse. This is the man code it's principle true. we were talking about yesterday. When off I air. was in
2: college, man, all my all my friends were waiting in line at the campus uh, CD store at midnight to buy "Use Your Illusion" one and two. I I went out there at midnight to get Mariah Carey's Dream Lover. That's that's what I was about. Remember,
0: we talked about the dude code earlier. This is important. We talked about this before. Part of the dude code is, as long as you're in line like 99% of the time, you can have one where you are so off the rails, you should be institutionalized. But because you're so proud of it, you are actually, it's paradoxical, but you are actually still well within the rights of the dude code.
2: If you give up the paradox, then you violated the dude code because you showed that you don't have any stones. But if you hold on to this against all other dude scrutiny, scourging, bludgeoning, the dude code respects that urine that that combination of urine vinegar and honors your outlier play. This is true.
0: This is true.
1: Number eight, Santa baby. Sell, it needs to be higher. Yeah, it has to be higher. Yeah, it has to be higher. So Sell.
0: If yep. there
2: if
1: there's seven songs worse than that,
2: then we 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 really are violating the Geneva yeah. Convention here. Mm-hmm. So yes, sell.
1: Yep. Number seven, wonderful Christmas time.
2: That's the Paul McCartney thing. Mm-hmm. See, this song is dumb, but I got no way it's worse than Santa Baby. I I and I I don't know if I it's okay mm-hmm. to put Paul McCartney on a terrible song list and under any context. But at the very least, it's not worse than Santa Baby. So sell. No.
0: I'm going, that's why you put it here. Paul, come on. No. What were you doing?
1: Uh, number six, Dominic the donkey. I've never heard this song, but uh, apparently it's filled with the singer making donkey noises. And it's a Christmas song.
2: So making a jackass out of himself? Ah. Ah, come on. Uh, I got to sell, because I've never heard it. Although it sounds like something that does belong on the list. Yeah. But it's, it, I don't know that it can be
1: worse than Santa Baby, okay?
0: But I believe, so I'll buy.
1: Number five, the Christmas shoes. Sell's got to be higher. I got to sell. I, I I don't see what's so terrible about the song. It's, a te- it's just too emotional.
0: <laughs> That's like the most Aaron thing ever, so buy. You made
1: me feel something. <laughs> I hate you. Yes. Um, Number four, a tie between I want a hippopotamus for Christmas and all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth.
2: Sell. Only because I want a hippopotamus for Christmas needs to be number one. Okay? That is the absolute, absolute worst. And I just realized if, 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 while we're on my Christmas break, if any of my kids act up, I am I am putting them in a room with the door closed, and I am just going to play I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas on loop for hours I blame peop- to punish them.
0: I blame people like you for this sc- scourge. <laughs> You've allowed Christmas to get way outside of the bounds of its confines, letting it go all the way to November 1st. You give that people that much idle time, they're going to come up with this crap.
1: Nature abhors a vacuum.
2: You're right because there's no examples of terrible songs happening outside of the Christmas season. Yeah,
1: yeah. Number three, last Christmas. Yeah, that's a good spot for it. Is this the Wham?
2: The Wham version. And here's the thing: I, when we were kids, I loved. I thought it was a cool hip song from the '80s. But for me, it it, in like around 2003 and four, when the war on Christmas was really beginning to, to to rage, it's it became like a symbol to me. Like in every store that no, I went into that no longer played Christmas music, this song kind of replaced it. And so the this, this symbolism of that to me is why it became so high on my list. And I, I cannot stomach it. My daughters love it. I will give in on Mariah Carey because of, uh, she has been grandfathered into to my personal dude code, okay? But on this one, I give no quarter. And I send this one straight to the bowels of hell where it belongs,
1: Hey, do you remember that time a couple of years ago when you sang a karaoke version of uh, last Christmas while wearing a maga hat
2: no I don't remember that you don't no okay i don't I don't is the, I don't remember what a Kamala Harris was though either I've got a really I've got really selective amnesia you'll note
0: is yeah. that is that when he sang in front of Kim Pearson and yeah. she was so uncomfortable she like quit five days later and (laughs) never came back
1: (laughs) is that what it was i think that might have been what it was uh number two police (laughs) navidad
2: no 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 way that's worse than last christmas no first of all i think it's a terrible song but the, the way that's ahead of i want a hippopotamus for christmas no way come on who wrote this at the federalist
1: uh this is somebody cromwell Oliver Cromwell, by any <laughs> that's chance? What I was thinking. Okay, that's uh, a uh, rich Cromwell. All right, I love that um, song. Yeah, no,
2: Felice Navidad doesn't belong in the list. Number one. I'm sorry, you're a xenophobe, Rich. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't belong. I'm sorry, you hate immigrants. It doesn't belong I, on the list number one yeah, at all. I'm I get it. But it certainly doesn't belong ahead of Wham's Last I, Christmas or I Want a Hippopotamus for I Christmas or Santa Baby. i
1: hungry for potato olays every time I hear that song. A
2: pimp
0: Taco so John's. Yeah. Doo, if, do, if this do, is the do, trend do, line, a Pimp Taco John's. Yes. Yeah. Number one, can I predict it? Is it? If we're on this trend line, is it Illy Kaliki Maka? Melly
1: Kaliki
2: Maka. Melly Maka. Is that number one?
0: No. Okay. Uh,
1: number one is Do They Know It's Christmas?
0: What? No. Wow. This is appalling.
2: Wow. So, Melly Kalikimaka is from a Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby movie. It's Hawaiian for Merry Christmas. Right. So, that's not... I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, all of a sudden, they okay, hated so, immigrants. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I, can't, why? I think the movie is before Hawaii was a state. So, yes. Um no, that song, wrong. Do They Know his Christmas Does Not does not Belong. It doesn't belong in the list. It has a pretty good message, actually. Yeah. Okay? It was kind of the, where USA for Africa was done in a response to all these uh, British and European pop stars doing that particular song. I would have been fine, even though for me it's almost music sacrilege, I would have been fine if Happy Christmas, The War Is Over by John Lennon was on the list there instead. I, I would have even been fine with it being number one. Because it's just not Christmas at all. It's Lennon's attempt to, you know, make uh, his atheist lullaby imagine a Christmas into a Christmas song, basically. Um, but no, do they know it's Christmas? It has a great sound. It's got a lot of great voices, and it has a really good message. Man, a, a song about reaching out to the to the neediest among us is should, is the is the worst Christmas song with, with yeah. some of the most talented yeah. people of the gener of this generation. That's the worst Christmas song ever.
1: Really. Really? A uh, final buy, sell, That's- hold. Uh, amongst the non-sacred Christmas music out there, um, Nat King Cole's uh, The Christmas Song is the best Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on a note. Yeah, I know by. what it
2: is. It, well, it, 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 he, it, it, it's his vocals. Mel Torme wrote the song mm-hmm. and has made millions and millions and millions of dollars off of it. Um, I'm, I'm going to sell. I, think, I love his voice. I think the song's way overplayed. And, are they, well, what's the category again? Define the category for me. Non-sacred Christmas Okay, songs. so non-sacred. Okay. Um, so is it better than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Is it yeah. better than Frosty the Snowman? Yeah. Um, is it better than Santa Claus is Coming to Town?
0: How about Dreaming of a White Christmas? Or white That's Christ- a good one. Yeah, White yeah.
2: Christmas is one of the greatest selling songs of all time. I think it's like only number two ever behind like Happy Birthday. Um, so I got to sell based on that.
0: I would sell, but I like it, and I it's it's a strong number two at the very least in my mind.
2: It's one of those songs I got really sick of too for a long time because it was, and I'm I'm kind of like into it again, you know, for a few Christmases. I'm like, gosh, I'm just sick of this song, but now it's I'm kind of into it again. You get like that sometimes, sure, yeah. sure. So I'm I'm down with a Christmas song again. All right, let's talk woe and lamentation one more time in 2019 with our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Stay tuned. <laughs> If you are one of the millions of Americans that is struggling with chronic pain, that's pain as a result of too much inflammation in the body, relief may be just one website away when you go to relieffactor.com and get what's called the three-week quick start. Give it a shot. They're going to offer it to you. Way below cost. A dollar a day is what it works out to. $19.95, so less than even 20 bucks for three weeks to see if you're going to see the results that I saw when I started trying this product earlier this year. I called their bluff as well, and now I am a daily user months later. I can see this being a part of my daily regimen for the foreseeable future. I was skeptical too. Do what I did. Call their bluff and see if it works for you. And the reason why I love this product the most is not just that it works. There's other things you go out there and buy uh, over the counter, and you know creams and things of that nature. I, but I, it's not that I'm I, I'm not against science. I, I like pharmaceutical innovation, but the, you know I'm also not a machine. I'm a human being, created in the image of God, likeness of God. I'm a living, breathing organism. So the the I, I try to you know limit the amount of foreign substances and chemicals I put on or into my body. All right, that's what I love about Relief Factor, 100% drug free, even though. It's all key or all four key natural ingredients formula was created by physicians. So these are doctors that know there's a time and place for drugs. They work. They prescribe them, but in this case, there's a way to get your body to work the way it was intended. If you give it the right input, you'll get the right output. So give Relief Factor a try. Right now, it's the three-week quick start for a dollar a day for three weeks. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day, except maybe, finally, and hopefully the pain? Go to relieffactor.com to take advantage. That's relieffactor.com. Perhaps it is only fitting that the screen in front of me just went black as we are about to bring on Daniel Horowitz. Because for the final time, knowing how worked up he is right now, some folks are going to be fading to black by the time we get done talking to you here today, my friend. How are you, brother?
3: Well, Steve, I, I, did, I just did a number on Glenn and Stu, so uh, we'll see how you fare.
2: Um, yeah, is there anything left? Are you like Austin
3: Powers right now? I'm spent. Is there anything <laughs> left at all? Oh, no, I'm just getting started, Steve.
2: Oh, I know, I know, oh, I know. No, no, I, I know that was the warm-up act. That, that, that was your appetizer, all right? We're about to slap the T-bone on the plate right here, okay? So I'm just going to get out of the way what is happening right now with this spending bill, Daniel.
3: So, so Steve, um, there is an impeachment going on, except this impeachment actually is convicting us. See, they have the votes to impeach, and convict in the Senate, and have President Cuck, i mean Trump—sign the, the. And we're the, off. There we are. So, so no. I mean, I mean that's that's the thing. So, you know, the impeachment. Trump's fine. I mean, he nothing's happening to him. He's not getting convicted. McConnell, for one time, I agree with him. He's actually talking about summarily dismissing the charges, which he should do. He's not going to do the second half of it and focus on good stuff. But okay. But here's the here's the deal. Let's just take a step back. We have social transformation without representation. A couple days ago, we um, we celebrated the anniversary of, or actually really today, landing on Plymouth. Uh, the Mayflower Landing, the establishment of um, a new republic. A couple days ago, we had the anniversary, I believe, 246th of the Boston Tea Party earlier this week. And they protested taxation without, regula- without regulation. What we have going on is social transformation without representation the courts decide everything the ngos decide the rest and the executive branch bureaucracies decide the rest the few things that are legislated by our representatives are packaged a whole year's worth of stuff in several two to three thousand page bills that no one reads they slap on the floor within a couple of um hours both parties endorse them the president agrees to sign them It has a bunch of garbage in it. It has 15% more spending than Obama during the deepest recession. And nothing matters. Think about this. The day after Democrats vote to impeach the president, the response of Senate Republicans and the president himself is to sign their crap. Is to sign a year's worth of their budgetary and policy priorities. You know, just before I came on the air, I found out two more provisions – that were in the other 3,400-page bill you probably don't even know about, the NDAA, the Defense Authorization Bill. Except there's nothing in there about defense. There's nothing in there about arming our soldiers on bases after Pensacola. There's nothing in there about refocusing our mission in Afghanistan after 100% of the public agrees with that with the release of the Afghanistan papers. There's nothing in there about stopping to fund, literally, the Lebanese Hezbollah to the tune of 115 million there's nothing in there about reorienting the mission of our troops to our own border america first so that they could actually shoot back when the cartels shoot at the border agents There's nothing in there about the homosexual agenda the transgender agenda the obsessive female navy seal agenda in the military there's nothing in there about expunging christianity from the military governor abbott just talked about that with them banning bible verses from the dog tags that have been there for a little while there's nothing about the core mission character strategy of our military. What does it contain in the bill? Well, it contains family paid leave for government workers who already have, um, you know, exponentially Javanka. more benefits. Yeah. Yes. MAGA, e- exponentially more benefits than us. It's not just the military. This is all federal workers. Federal federal workers, not just the military, have a 3.1% pay increase. Then we just found two more provisions. You talk about civilization battles being won overnight without firing a shot. You know, in the budget bill, they put in an increase in the tobacco age to 21 without even, no one's debating about it, no one knows about it. Well, in the NDAA, they have a bill granting a pathway to citizenship for all Liberian illegal aliens in this country. That is in there on page, I don't have it in front of me, it's about page 2,500 among the 3,400 pages. And then on page 1014 of the NDAA, there is a jailbreak provision criminal justice deform. so you know one of the radical things of the last 20 years has been ban the box that employers shouldn't be allowed to find out if um or solicit information from an applicant if they have been a criminal a box on the application literally so they banned it in the federal workforce so now we're going to have criminals in the federal workforce who will get the paid family leave and the 3.1% military pay um, here, here's the punchline, Steve. I have worked on and have advocated and probably have written over a hundred articles on every single budget deadline since the Republicans took over the House in January 2011 over the last nine years and then the Senate and then all three and now two out of the three. Each time I gave achievable goals, achievable messaging, because this is all that matters. This is the only legislative work all year. It's all this. Nothing else matters. The president. Tomorrow today could stand before the American people, have a press conference, have stacks of paper, stacks of paper of both bills. The theatrics, the president excels at this, making fun out of it, show these random provisions of border funding for Jordanian border, all this garbage. He can make fun out of it. He doesn't even have to talk about what he wants in it. could just say, pass a clean CR. What are you hiding? Let's have a national debate on this, Let's discover the provisions in this. At its core, this is what I was elected to drain. Everyone would agree. Even liberal reporters were appalled by what they're doing. But nothing. This man praises the bills. He's going to sign the bills. Steve, this is a perfect culmination of the year we're living in and the era we are living in. We go and have impeachment of the president. And the Democrats are horrible. Steve, horrible people. Oh, we, we need to fight them with everything we have. And then we codify every piece of crap they throw at us for nothing. We get nothing for it. That is the era we live in.
2: So they're not going to get to remove Trump from office, but they are essentially going to get. They are essentially going to remove everything and every issue that got him elected. So it's yes, a de facto yes. impeachment. He's in. He's yeah. he's practically impeached. You, so basically, we just elected low energy Jeb. That's what you're telling us right now.
3: No worse than that. Because as Jesse Kelly, our friend, said on or Twitter or high energy gem, I
2: should say, yeah,
3: yeah, that um, at least under Democrats, people are activated to know that they're getting raped, right. and 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 that's what's right. happening. We are being legislatively raped this week, except the difference is it's some version of it that you wouldn't even know it's happening. I didn't even know. I mean, these provisions, I just found out, and God knows what else is in the. 5,500 pages of both these bills. Hey, Dan Crenshaw
2: they, said this morning in a video, this This is a good, well-negotiated bill, Daniel.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, from his perspective, it actually is because he's for open borders. He's for more spending. So it actually is. He's right. Um, but it gives him the talking points, and that's all we care about. We care about the talking points. They care about policy outcomes. And, and this is what you have when you have one party that does everything it can to get their stuff to destroy America and the other party that wants to get what they can get from the carcass of America. So we have think about this. We have sanctuaries. See, a lot of people don't realize the Democrats get results. They are getting a worse form of amnesty under Trump than we've ever dreamed of in the form of the states, the states where 80 percent of illegals are living are just suspending immigration enforcement. Mm -hmm. so Or handing them, and then handing them driver's licenses. Handing them driver's licenses. Yeah, you could say that's not Trump's fault, but that's a reaction to Trump, and you have to respond to that. So they steal a federal power, and now you have a budget bill, and they do nothing about it. But what do they do? They take one thing that everyone agrees is a state function, setting the tobacco age, raising it to 21. So here's the deal, Steve. Now you have even more Americans 18 19 years old going out to build hydroelectric plants for the Taliban and the goat effing um I should stop there but Afghani <laughs> military that we threw another 4.2 <laughs> $4. <laughs> billion dollars at and while they're stressing out from getting shot at they can't even smoke <laughs> a cigarette that is the bill that's what ditch McConnell cares about but I hear the president so you, you can't have a post
2: you can't have a post goat coitus uh, uh, smoke can't do well, that anymore <laughs>
3: Well, no, because and and that's the thing as they as they hear this. Scream, the Bedouins
2: can, but the Americans can't. Is that what I hear you saying?
3: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. as the they're they're on the forward operating bases and the um, Afghani's are outside, sometimes inside. They hear the cries from the kids. I'm not kidding you at night, and they want to go and shoot the people. They can't do anything, and a lot of them have gotten prosecuted. The ones that have actually uh, uh, dealt with that. There's there's all sorts of stories about that. Trump, to his credit, did pardon some of them. Um, Look, Steve, I I barely scraped the the tip of this. Um, There is a provision in the budget bill that prospectively invites not just illegal aliens, but the illegal aliens trafficking their teenage punk kids, which all law enforcement says is the single biggest conduit in replenishing the ranks of MS-13 over the last few years. And their reward for doing that is that we uh, resettle them as refugees with them, they get to sponsor their own family at taxpayer expense. Hmm. And the reward is ice is prohibited from deporting them. The, the sponsors, that is a form of amnesty that again, that is massive. Um, Anyone CBP commissioner, um, Mark Morgan will tell you that has spawned a growth of UACs, even as the family units have gone down. Nothing matters, Steve, nothing matters. We could have, a hundred illegal aliens come across the border and rape people tomorrow, and you could have a budget bill and a defense bill intersecting with that, and they'll stick in more amnesty, won't address it. But look, I got my hot take. I got to run to my Fox uh, hit now. Um, that's it. I mean, Steve, I'm really struggling with a rationale for me coming back in January. To do what? Say stuff really? like this. This is This is where I
2: came to peace with this. I am going to make all of these people— as uncomfortable and as painful on my way out the door as I possibly can. And that's, cause you're like me. I gotta have a way to, clear, cause we're guys. What's the point of doing this if I can't win, right? So I, there's gotta be an objective to, so, so my new objective is I'm here, I am here to piss as many of you off on my way out the door as possible. And I'm here for the highest body count that I could possibly acquire and compile in that period of time. And and just like Ben Shapiro used to have a jar, or was it Michael Knowles used to have the jar of liberal tears after the last election? I, I, I bask. I bask and marinate in your tribalistic, cultic criticisms and tears. They feed me. They keep my, they energize me. They keep me going and they get me to quadruple, quintuple down. In fact, after I've destroyed your shibboleth, I will then rebuild it shodily, of course, just so I can smash it in your ever loving face once more. That That's what keeps me going. So, amen. Uh, so, I think this is a good time then to ask you when we come back in January, we will be immersed in the most important election of our lifetimes, Daniel. And I, I, I think it's important for our audience to know. What do you plan on doing to make sure we stop the Democrats from ending what is left of uh, of American civilization, and and make sure we're we're still making America great? Your thoughts?
3: Well, Steve, he, here's the thing. I'm doing more than anyone else to affect that outcome. I'm not even talking about actually getting these policies. I'm talking about the best messaging tools to harness a fight that people care about. I'm talking about sanctuary cities where 76% of suburban voters, according to Harvard-Harris, oppose um, driver's licenses for illegal aliens, including 60% I'm of I'm sorry, Yorkers. Daniel,
2: breaking news. Joe Biden just insulted Barron Trump, and we're going to start— that. that, that. You were saying? I'm yeah. sorry. You were saying?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, that. that's that's the thing. I mean, that that's what – this is why I can't sleep at night. It's not because I think Trump is a four-letter word. Um. It's because Trump would actually do this stuff. It's on the – right now, I mean, Steve, there wouldn't be a government shutdown. NDAA doesn't shut down the government, and the budget bill, he would just ask for a clean CR. They would have no leverage to not do that. Um, and then he could bang away at this. It is right up his alley. I'm not asking to repeal the Great Society. I'm not asking for anything big. This stuff is so damn achievable. It is. He, he would do this. I mean, he wanted to get out of Afghanistan on and on and on. It doesn't have to be this way. And, and, and again, Steve, right now, it, it's very likely Trump could win re-election. But right now, you would need some sort of extra intervention to get enough that they would win back the House. Now, you and I both know they'll do the same thing. They pass the same budget bill, same mm-hmm. outcome, with Republicans in control. But again, that's the goal. Like you just said, that's that's God's gift to the world. I'm trying to help them. You need a massive Willie Horton type of fight on something really important of public safety to get that. You're, you're going to have to get extra Dan, If you
2: really wanted to help these people, you would be selling your audience on why this budget deal is the best deal we could possibly get. And 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 we need more Liberian immigration lest we be called racist. If you were if you really wanted to help Team GOP, that's what you'd be telling your audience right now.
3: Well that and one other thing. We won the world with Kavanaugh. Let me tell you this. So um I've got two know, minutes. This, Go. Yeah. This week we were told by the Supreme Court that there's a constitutional right to poop on public sidewalks and to camp out on public sidewalks. So we're, we're very into federalism and localism. Yeah. Like, like local authorities are able to supplant international federal immigration law. But by golly, they can't control their own public order laws in the streets. Um that, That's our conservative Supreme Court. And t- this week, a man named Curtis Flowers from Mississippi who murdered four people in cold blood. Um, was let out on bail thanks to a Kavanaugh opinion a couple week, a couple months ago where he basically said the jury was racist and he concocted a way of overturning his death sentence when the evidence was clear, the witnesses were clear, the jury itself wasn't tainted. But there were some jurors who were struck down, potential jurors. They had a right to serve on there. Um, that was uh, Kavanaugh's parting gift. So let me tell you, um, it's all the courts, baby. You know, we we won the courts.
2: Is that what you want to talk it is. Before I can't tell the on, difference anymore. Before you came on, Todd had one request, and it was essentially for you to blow up the outside world, Soundgarden. That's what it was. So did did he meet that threshold for you? He did. Daniel, your work here is done, my friend. Uh, we will see you in the new year. All right, take care. God bless.
3: Take care. Merry Christmas. Take care.
1: Thank you.
2: I would ask for final thoughts, but I have no idea what you would say after that. But go ahead, Aaron.
1: You know, I, I think this is conversation just underscores the need to... Um, to really keep things local on the state level like all the all of the states this year that passed pro life legislation which of course is going to be headed to the courts and maybe some of them to the supreme court and of course we need a we need a majority on the supreme court and to get a majority we need to have a majority in the senate a supermajority to get really good justices so vote republican
2: i think what is the number now is it 89 we need 89 senators 89 republican well, senators well
1: i think 69 senators would probably be nice what What?
2: oh Oh, my goodness (laughs) uh, okay our year-end editions are coming uh, tomorrow and Friday enjoy those until then John three seventeen.
0: This is Steve Dace
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.